Welcome to Logical, the UAE's first, and we're still, I believe, the only legal podcast. My name's Tim Elliott. Logical's brought to you by the Dubai-based legal firm HPL, Yamalava and Plethka. And as always, here is the managing partner, Ludmilla Yamalava. Good to see you, Ludmilla. Good to see you too, Tim. Always great to have your company. You and I, uh, let me just backtrack for a second. You and I have lived in the UAE for some years and we're very kind of au fait, if I can use that term, with the things you can do, the things you can't do. Obviously, it's uh, an Islamic uh, environment, so it's slightly more conservative. So uh, if you consider that we've got Expo happening at the moment, just kicked off, we're expecting lots of people to come for that. The weather is cooling down, it's going to be holiday season, the influencers are going to be making their way to our shores, the holiday makers. Um, Lots of people coming in as the pandemic hopefully simmers down slightly and business uh, and life starts to return back to normal. It's probably a good time to reconsider uh, UAE culture and the norms. What's accepted, I guess, Ludmilla here, and what's not accepted? Indeed, this is a very good timing. And as you rightfully said, Expo is uh, literally here now. And uh, we've uh, had uh, massive hopes uh, with this, the Expo in particular, in terms of people coming into the UAE from all corners of the world for the next six months, and hopefully even after. So um, yet this is uh, still uh, the Middle East. And as you again, rightfully said, it has a very um, uh, sort of very uh, intense culture, and very deep culture and roots and and that are based on obviously a lot of the religious sort of applications. Uh, So it's important for people who are visiting the country uh, to be aware of, um, you know, basically do's and don'ts. Uh, what uh, and yes, the UAE and Dubai in particular has made the headlines over the last many years around the world of being very progressive and liberal and open-minded, uh, and it, it is all that and and more. And not just Dubai, but the rest of the UAE is, is very open-minded and wanting to continue to be uh, so ever so more. And obviously, uh, Expo is a perfect example of that. Uh, that being said, there are still specific rules and and uh, expectations and norms in this country, and this is why we thought this was a an opportune time to discuss this and um, uh, this uh, this particular subject in terms of the you know, what are the UE culture and norms, you know, what are the do's and don'ts, applied to uh, not just the expo but also applied to a lot of companies in the UAE who employ. Uh, many people from all over the world and, for example, the various uh, authorities and the, the, the customs and ports authorities. And uh, so this discussion is very uh, is very applicable to uh, even those who live in the UAE or who are perhaps uh, newcomers to the UAE. But certainly uh, with regards to tourists that are hopefully going to be visiting this country over the next uh, many months. Uh, this would be particularly interesting. And with regards to the topics, if you will, as to what um, what would be useful for people to know, and it starts from anything about uh, the dress codes you know, and the greetings and just you know what's what's accepted or not accepted in the public behavior, uh, social media and what you can do with social media, photography, uh, what kind of content is accessible uh, from within the UAE and uh, and can be transmittable. Uh, and then even just the basic rules, like, such as cohabitation and unmarried couples coming into the country and visiting. Uh, also, anything to do with um, importation or at least bringing of various medications and um, and you know, perhaps drugs and alcohol into the country is also quite uh, relevant. 
And then even things like protesting or, or, or strikes uh, or petitions. And then obviously the, the swearing and insults is very important because uh, we're all humans and we get frustrated and things happen. <laughs> and so that's also an important topic to, uh, for, for people just to, to uh, keep in mind as they're visiting this country. Uh, and then also criticism of the country, religion, and, um, and even things like pets are also a nuanced subject that should be uh, considered. And then finally, donations and fundraising. Uh, so all these topics are, uh, I, would, I, would, I would argue, comprise the, so the UE culture norms and would be beneficial for many to be aware of as um, they're either planning to visit this country or relocate to this country, or even those who may still already be living here but have not quite taken the time to, to cognitively process this. Uh, there's a lot to consider. Uh, I mean, hopefully uh, during this podcast, we can run kind of down the list, if you like, and give specific examples. And I'm going to kind of try and, uh, you know, utilize your expertise. But let me go back to dress code, because I mean, at the moment, things are cooling down. So it's it's beach weather, you know, weekends are out, families are barbecuing, etc. As you would expect, um, in kind of the tourist holiday season when it becomes a bit more well slightly less sweaty let's not beat around the bush um but here's a little quick story for you so the other day i'm out i'm driving i can't even remember where it was but i notice a guy jogging alongside me uh which is unremarkable but it was kind of the middle of the day this would have been maybe a couple of weeks ago so still quite hot so the guy had taken his t-shirt off so he's just in shorts and trainers and the t-shirt was kind of wrapped in the band of his shorts and my first thought was get your t-shirt on because that's not acceptable and that comes from years of living here and I it is funny how my kind of mindset has changed or has been conditioned in some way but I know that that's not acceptable is it in terms of dress code well, dress code is uh, is a far perhaps broader subject than it may sound because mm. uh, dress code depends on really the circumstances of where we are. I mean, I think in your specific example, I guess reasonable minds can differ to the person yeah. who is running and, and sweating in the 40 degree weather and, uh, and he, he takes his shirt off. I mean, for him, it may seem to be uh, reasonable and normal, uh, but for someone else who is walking by there, it may, feel, it may seem inappropriate. Uh, now, so there isn't there isn't specific law in the UAE that says you know the dress code is uh, this list of uh, uh, ten do's and ten don'ts. There is no such law, but what um, there is a, a generic law that basically says that anything that can be offensive or insulting to someone uh, can potentially be a violation of uh, nothing else but criminal laws. So if somebody is walking along and thinks, well, this is just obscene, and feels offended, they certainly have a legal reason source that they can rely on to claim. Now, whether the prosecutor in this case or the judge ultimately would hold that particular behavior uh, unacceptable remains to be seen. And in that particular case, it would very much be dependent on the circumstances. So, um, so for example, in that particular case, it may be that the judge uh, will might agree actually either way. But I would like to think that uh, moving forward, and uh, there will be less of a of a more conservative interpretation. And in, in, in cases like that, where you know it truly is just a jogger, uh, your particular comment and your observation, as you rightfully said, stems from your uh, living in this country for 
for so many years, you just have this kind of expectation. Hey, listen, this is the UAE. You want to be a little more, uh, more cautious and more sensible about what you wear even if you're running. That being said, the country is moving forward and is introducing different laws that allows for a, a more flexible interpretation. And um, and so and that could be an example of well in this in this particular case the, there's nothing objectionable about a person running uh, and uh, you know without his shirt uh, so um, but but that is you I like you, like yourself if it were me I you know obviously I would also advise that person you know let's say if it was some a friend of mine and I'd say advice it's just better not uh, so as not to raise an issue. Uh, but uh, certainly, you, you, I would like in the future. I'd like to think this is le is going to be less of an issue now. And this is because what we're talking about is you're talking about public place, and yeah. that's where a dress code really depends on where you are. So if you are on the beach, let's face it, we all expect to be wearing beachwear. And the the UAE and its very beaches, many beaches around the the, the entire country have obviously are an example, kind of a real life example of how flexible and progressive and open-minded the, the country has become where any kind of beachwear is is uh, allowed on, in beaches or on beaches. And you could have a local, a kind of a conservative family on one side of the beach and you know, and perhaps uh, the less um, the the less conservative uh, uh, group of people on the other side of the beach. So this is acceptable even on the same beach. Uh, so we know as far as beach wear is concerned, yes, you can wear. There's there there are certain beaches, and so let's say if the, there is um, there's an expectation or, and or a request from certain or from certain uh, segment of the population to be more modestly dressed. There are in fact beaches that are set out uh, around the country that provide for these kinds of conditions. And on, no, on those beaches, there are specific rules that uh, dictate that while well, you hear this is more family-based beaches and therefore only certain kind of beach attire is allowed. But otherwise, most other beaches are, are, are quite open. Uh, so that's in terms of the beachwear. That being said, would you wear the beachwear, for example, into the mall? No, a mall is considered to be a public place, and therefore in the mall you want to be more appropriately dressed for a mall. Uh, in the past, uh, there were, for example... Um, uh, ex expectations of at least you know, cover your shoulders and and even and not, don't wear anything that's above the knee uh, height, but that hasn't really been the case anymore in the last many years. And so, but that being said, you're still in the mall. You should not be, for example, wearing a swimsuit and a cover up uh, on top of a swimsuit in the mall. That would be inappropriate. Uh, so, but but malls have become a lot more um, uh, relaxed in terms of what uh, what the tie can be worn. That being said there are still some malls that have their own internal regulations that dictate different terms. Uh, so there are certain malls that say in this mall, please just you do cover up your shoulders and don't wear anything uh, above your knee uh, height. That, there are still malls like that. So these are more internal. And But otherwise, uh, uh, your malls are you know, kind of what you would expect other people in other countries to wear in the mall. Malls more or less is acceptable here. Now, if you take that, for example, to government entities and government offices, there it's a completely different story. In those uh, establishments, there is an expectation of wearing more conservative and more uh, professional attire. Uh, by conservative, for example, it's you have to not just have your 
uh, skirt, for example, b up, you know, below the, the knee, it should really actually be more or less your legs should be covered and your, your arms more or less should be covered, for example. And for men, uh, shorts are not allowed uh, and uh, sleeveless and tank tops are not uh, not allowed either. So there's an expectation. So for example, if you go to one of these government uh, offices that you have your arms are covered and your legs are covered. And that, by the way, it includes, for example, the notary, the UE notaries. And uh, notaries here are quite a, a ubiquitous place to go to because powers of attorney are, uh, are an instrument that are often uh, and, and frequently used. And so therefore people go to notaries quite often. And uh, and that's one of those places that does require, does have a fairly strict um, dress code. And in fact, uh, for women who don't know about it, uh, even uh, from less for men, but for women, there are a bias to wear uh, in, in those places. Uh, so that's just, and yeah, that's an interesting, interesting example because we, as, as a law firm, deal with this quite often when we take clients to the notary. We always advise them, please, uh, this is the dress code. You need to make sure that you uh, cover your legs and your arms. And and even then, often we've gone with clients where we have to resort to uh, more creative um, ideas and finding scarves and um, uh, yeah, and, and and lending skirts uh, to uh, cover up. Um, and then ultimately, you know, sometimes people just wear an abaya that is in the court. Uh, though that also has become a more of an issue because of the pandemic. Uh, so that's another example. And um, uh, and you know, and these are all just in the same country, in a small country. But uh, these are the different types of dress codes uh, that uh, uh, the dress code rules that we should be aware of. And um, uh, you know, and and we see it on a daily basis how people because a lot of tourists come to the UAE on the kind of with expectations of this being a very beach destination therefore the kind of beach attire and spirit <laughs> translates into everything that we do but it's not really the case and and i would say even let's say if you were to go to a grocery store and one of the bigger grocery stores if you're wearing your attire that's a little too revealing it probably would not be appropriate because not so much because uh, that it's a grocery store but because of the uh, population of the people that kind of draws uh, there will be there's an expectation that there'll be a lot of other people with that are more conservative and therefore you should be more sensible about uh, how you dress yourself when you go into the, the bigger crowds so that's that's on the subject of dress codes not not uh, yeah seems very simple but um, yet not uh, and you know and I'll tell you this is, but with regards to, let's say, the evening wear and the evening culture in the UAE and the club scene in the UAE, that's probably one of the more uh, kind of, uh, you know, more provocative in the way uh, plays that I've seen in terms of how people dress up. You know, there's a lot of glitter and shiny clothes and, and uh, high heels and all that is also part of the culture. But uh, obviously, as, as much as that kind of attire is welcomed in the club scenes it's not welcomed in uh, in in other places uh, there's one thing i wanted to point out as well i mean it's not just dubai dubai as you point out and abu dhabi i guess um as well you can argue are uh, perhaps slightly more progressive in terms of tourism in terms of attitudes but some of the other emirates uh, i don't know uh, in ajman maybe in fajira for example there may be slightly stricter policies when it comes to modesty that are expected or are in place uh, yes, I mean, it, that's certainly the case. Dubai is perhaps the most uh, liberal uh, in that sense, and uh, Abu Dhabi is not too far behind, though many would argue that Abu Dhabi is actually a lot, uh, prefers to be a lot more uh, 
kind of uh, yeah, low key and uh, sort of yeah. less liberal. Uh, so uh, and therefore more conservative. You know, there is uh, obviously the Emirate of Ras Al Khaimah, Iraq, uh, where which is quite popular with tourists, and um, it's not really known to be very conservative. But then there is the Emirate of Fujairah, even though it's on kind of the open um, sea, and therefore it has a fairly prolific beach uh, beach scene. It's it's known to be more uh, to be more conservative, and same with Al Kuwain. Uh, but, uh, you know, every so often you hear, even within those emirates, there are certain places that are in some ways are more liberal than some places in Dubai are. Uh, so it really, it really is a mixed bag. So that's why it's just it's, it's important to just know, know where you're going and uh, ask questions um, so as not to uh, find yourself in an uncomfortable situation. So you're dressed appropriately and you're here in the UAE, you've come over for Expo or you've come over on holiday. Lots of people, I guess, want to be able to have a conversation uh, in Arabic to exchange some greetings with people. Um, What do you do and what do you not do? Yes, so greetings is another one of those um, interesting uh, uh, social aspects. Is uh, um, the UAE has a kind of specific, a specific culture and 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 um, uh, sort of habits in terms of how they greet each other. So, for example, there's a traditional greeting amongst the, the local population where they kind of just rub noses together. That's more of a you know that's that's an acceptable form of greeting in this country. And but perhaps would be uh, found with some level of surprise in other countries. Hmm. Uh, so, but this is among men, uh, the men population. This is that that they often greet them each other with a kind of this sort of a slight uh, rub or touch through the noses, uh, and that. But but as as much as it is, this is their form of uh, the, this is their way of greeting. Uh, to be to be greeting uh, to be an yeah, as an expat or a foreigner to be gre- greeting a local that way uh, or even a non-local if you just kind of do this may be perceived as offensive because while that kind of form of greeting is common to the culture if somebody who is from outside of this culture uh, you know, sometimes and we've heard cases uh, that uh, the uh, the the local uh, might the locals might find it offensive for a foreigner to sort of adopt that form of greeting. We've these we've heard cases. You know, there perhaps others may feel otherwise, but that is one of those uh, one of those uh, subjects that you want to if if you consider uh, indulging in that kind of greeting practices, you may want to find out and, and at least uh, uh, ask questions before you. Uh, before you try that out, because uh, different uh, local population reacts differently to uh, to sort of that adaptation of that form of greeting uh, by foreigners. Uh, but so so that's but that's but then shaking of the hands, on the other hand, for example, is um, in other cultures it's a lot more acceptable. In this culture, it's not so much. Uh, so and uh, you want to be you also want to be always want to be sensible before you stretch your uh, your hand to the other to the in particular someone who is either from the um, local population or perhaps more conservative uh, you just you you want to think twice and you kind of want to be cautious uh, when you stretch your hand because for example as a woman uh, shaking uh, a man's hand who is um, uh, who maybe is more conservative uh, that would be inappropriate and I have to tell you uh, that's I'm speaking from personal experience back in the old days when I just moved here I would stretch my hand out to greet people and uh, and I, and I learned quickly <laughs> that it was inappropriate many would not uh, stretch their hand back and greet me 
and vice versa. If you have a foreign man trying to uh, greet or shake hands with, uh, I, you know, a Muslim, a Muslim woman, it may be. It's also you. you don't want to do it unless usually the general rule is unless she stretches her hand out first. Uh, so um, something as as ubiquitous as shaking hands in other cultures is you know really is not um, a standard necessarily practice here. Uh, amongst obviously foreigners, it's one thing, but with uh, the Muslims and and the local population in particular, you want to be uh, sort of cautious and um, and. Give them give them a chance uh, to uh, show you what they're comfortable with or not. Uh, same with hugging. You know, again, a lot of a lot of cultures are very much uh, into the hugging culture, and uh, in, including here, amongst lo amongst the foreigners, it's an acceptable practice to do here. It's not inappropriate for foreigners to hug, for example, by way of greeting. Uh, in in this country, but if you want to try to hug, uh, for example, someone who is more conservative in their beliefs, that's obviously would not be welcomed. Uh, so, um, so these are just examples of some forms of greetings. You know, tra traditional greetings, uh, the shaking of the hands, and the hugging. All of that uh, really is very much content uh, context dependent, and you really want to be um, uh, cautious and sort of sensitive to um, you know, who your crowd is or who, uh, uh, who your social circle is uh, to know which form of greeting is, uh, is appropriate. Uh, so, I mean, I'll tell you from my experience, one sort of safe way of doing it is just by basically kind of bow your head and say hello. And sometimes people would just put their hand to like their chest, kind of uh, sort of as a sign of respect. So that's, you know, that's kind of what, uh, what you know, those of us who have found ourselves in all these different settings in the past and learned our lessons <laughs> do these days until, uh, until we are sort of, uh, we, we see gestures otherwise. I mean, we've all made the mistake, but you're right. The, the, the right hand sort of just to the heart, the, the, the sort of sign of respect is uh, a good thing to do. I mean, a lot of this is common sense, isn't it? Plain and simple. And rather than being, you know, too exuberant, and for some people that's hard. Some people are just naturally, oh, I'm so excited to see you. You have to kind of hold back a little bit because that's the, just the nature um, of the place, I guess. Um, one thing I did want to bring up, and I, I don't know if this is the case or not, but I've read that if you do shake hands, it shouldn't be the big bone crushing, I'm dominant, super corporate handshake. It just should be a reasonably firm handshake. Uh, I guess, yes, by some accounts, but <laughs> it really depends on whose hands you shake. I personally, I'm actually of the other of opinion, of opposite opinion, because I like firm handshakes. <laughs> so there, to me, a, kind of a soft handshake is it's better not to have a handshake. But yeah, and this is why it's an interesting topic, because something as, as simple as just these kind of various social etiquettes that we, um, you know, we have as part of us on a daily basis, you take different meaning in a place like, you know, like the UE, for example. Right. So uh, shoulders are covered. We are dressed appropriately. We have greeted appropriately. How do I make sure that I behave appropriately and say and do the right thing? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, there's no simple answer to that, but there are no. certain uh, overall kind of overarching uh, bullet points, if you will, that uh, are good to keep in mind. Uh, so in terms of the public behavior, one thing that is actually illegal is, is what's called catcalling. And catcalling is very, uh, I guess, is a form of social behavior that's very typical in many other countries. And, and also even here among certain uh, populations, 
so it's kind of the whistling of somebody's walking by. It's, it's I guess, the, the actual term for it is catcalling. But uh, in technical terms, in the UAE, that catcalling is illegal. Uh, and it's it's done here, and it's uh, and it's uh, it's observed here frequently. But if you wanted to be technical, that behavior isn't appropriate. And if somebody did want to make it an issue, they could, uh, because that is 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 against the the, the local laws. Uh, then dancing in public is an interesting one as well, because uh, especially for all those tourists that are coming into the UAE, and the UAE is so much. Um, of, so there has so much glamour to it, and there are so mm. many landmark type uh, buildings and, and and scenes, and so you can see how a lot of people from, especially influencers and and social media uh, fans, love to come to this country to basically kind of embrace and and take pictures and and um, various videos uh, around those scenes. And so often what we see is people dancing in public is not uh, unusual, but that in itself is, is a very uh, sensitive subject. So dancing in public per se is not really appropriate here because it can be seen as, uh, as offensive or as uh, sort of against public morals. Uh, so um, you don't want to just stand in front of, uh, for example, Burj Khalifa and do like a dance show, unless you have the right, obviously, uh, approvals for a particular shoot. But just as a, as a kind of as a visitor, you don't want to be just dancing away in front of different, uh, you know, or in public in the UAE and take videos of that and then post them on social media. So as a general rule, cat calling not allowed, dancing in public is really inappropriate. And then there is uh, also the public display of affection, the, or PDA. Uh, that too should be sensible. In the past, that particular behavior, and a lot of people have gotten, would have gotten perhaps in, in, pro in, in trouble uh, if um, they were too graphic and too in, in their public display of affection. And there was an article in the criminal law in particular about um, sort of um, assault and honor, it was called, even with uh, consent. Uh, so a lot of that sort of very graphic PDA type um, incidents were previously re reported and therefore uh, sanctioned uh, on the basis of that article. Uh, and that was Article 356 in the Penal Code. Well, the article has changed since then uh, and does not no longer criminalizes these kinds of behavior. But still, there is a general article in the law that, uh, so that against uh, any any behavior that's considered to be against public moral would still be uh, unlawful. So, in terms of PDA, it's you know, it's not illegal to hold hands or uh, to uh, sort of to walk closely together and to hug, but you just don't want to be so demonstrative <laughs> in your uh, in your. Uh, a display of affection as to potentially offend uh, other more conservative people around you. So there it is. So there's public behavior, catcalling, dance, and PDA, as uh, sort of as, as simple as it may sound. But uh, there is even for that, there is uh, you know obviously specific places where it's more appropriate and uh, where it actually may be considered quite offensive. It's interesting that the uh, the dancing in public that you have to be careful dancing in public, but I mean the the fact is you do, uh, and when you frame that with the explosion in you know dance moves on TikTok, for example, uh, you can see how that law might be applied or might not be applied. I mean, common sense, once again, does apply overall. That, that really is the point. Uh, it brings us nicely onto social media, actually, Ludmilla, because you know, I don't know how many pictures are posted of Dubai, how many videos are posted from Dubai, but I'd say it's 
getting up to the billions. There's a lot to display from here, but you do have to be very careful and think before you post. Indeed. And social media has different aspects to it. So there is, for example, taking um, videos or photos of yourself. So there's basically mm. exp exploiting, if you will, your own image is one thing. Uh, and then the other, but the uh, another side of it is that if you're taking photos or videos of others or surroundings uh, that include others. Uh, and then there is uh, you know, what you do on your sort of on your own kind of personal devices in terms of sharing comments uh, about a particular experience or people. So that's another aspect of social media. And then and then there's even something something like reviews, restaurant reviews or club reviews, and and so each one of those basically obviously has. Um, it has an element of social media because let's face it these days we're all part of so social media is, is everywhere so i mean with regards to um yeah exploiting your own image i mean you can do whatever you want to do with you know, taking videos and pictures and such uh but um but you want to be also sensible in terms of you know wh where you are so if you are uh you don't for example want to be taking pictures of yourself at the airport because it's it's you know there are specific rules you cannot take pictures at the airport or so certain government institutions so even if it's you, your own image you still want to be careful about where you're taking that image uh, the surroundings of where you're trying to photograph yourself uh, so because there are certain places that specifically prohibit uh, photography uh, so even though, even though it doesn't include any other people it may include places that are inappropriate uh, so, um, but yeah, but otherwise, you you know, you could you could photograph yourself all you want on beaches and such, as long as it doesn't potentially violate somebody else's either right of privacy or or has some sort of offensive content. Uh, so, or for example, doing some sort of inappropriate behavior, or for example, in the background of a, a holy place, you know, that would be inappropriate for, that's just an example. Um, and so, but then taking photos of others or, and then disseminating that information or, you know, just that's something else because, and this is a very, it needs to be, um, cautiously, uh, sort of that water is to be cautiously treaded because um, just walking around and taking photos of others without their consent uh, can get you into trouble. Uh, that being said, I mean, let's face it, we're, this is very much a tourist destination. People come and they see the Burj Khalifa, they see Burj Al Arab, they see the frame, they'll be seeing the expo. People want to take pictures of those um, landmarks uh, and uh, there will be people in their frame. So it's impossible to uh, completely cut out any kind of people in, in the frame. But you, generally speaking, want to be sensible about uh, having uh, too many strangers in your frame, especially, and certainly you don't want to be uh, snapping pictures of strangers kind of on purpose, which often happens and we know it in other cultures. People see, for example, somebody who's traditionally dressed and they'll go and snap a picture of that person. So that is not done here. That would be, that's a violation of one's right to privacy and is also offensive. So you certainly don't want to be taking photos of, let's say, the somebody who's wearing a nabaya or a family that's more sort of conservatively dressed. Uh, and that's a behavior that I myself have seen in other countries. Whenever you see someone that was dressed more, uh, you know, more tra traditionally, there's always this impulse, like as a tourist, oh, let's go take a photo of that person. 
he's wearing those bright colors. Well, that that is uh, that is uh, not a, a proper behavior in the UAE and actually would be considered illegal. So don't want to do that. Um, also, um, what you do with that content, even if you take photos of someone, for example, that um, uh, you maybe somehow in your in your frame, you want to be careful about what you do with it because if you post it on social media. And that person is in that frame, even if you didn't mean to uh, to do anything inappropriate, it may obviously violate the right to privacy. Uh, so you just want to be careful about what uh, what you capture on, on your uh, device. And in particular, when you post it out there on social media channels, you want to be very cautious. Uh, similarly, with kind of comments, you want to be careful. So let's say you're wanting co commenting on, be it Facebook or Instagram or uh, TikTok, whatever comments you make, you want to just keep these general rules in mind, and that's you know, and hence this discussion about the UE culture norms. You don't want to say anything offensive about um, you know anybody in particular. You certainly don't want to be posting pictures or of, of other people's homes or their dresses or anything about their personal lives because that would be violation of right to privacy uh, and um, and you don't necessarily you don't want to say anything offensive uh, or that may be considered for example as inappropriate or inaccurate because each one of those uh, comments could get you into trouble so in other words you want to be very judicial about the comments you post and this by the way applies to reviews so let's say if you want to review a particular place uh, you can review it, but in your reviews, just be careful not to disparage someone, not to be just gratuitously offensive or insulting, which happens often when people go somewhere and they dine and they're appalled by perhaps the prices and the, the lack of service or the quality of food and all they want to do is, is yell. Well, you don't want to yell here, uh, and yell I mean it in terms of the words that you use in your reviews you want to be if you it's reviews per se are, are shared here and they are accepted but uh, they should not be offensive and or insulting you're making the point over and over um almost unwittingly that you know it is a more conservative approach it's also worth pointing out i think that social media is not strictly controlled, that's the wrong phrase, uh, I think, to use, but it is... It's regulated. Um, it's, it's well regulated, and there are hefty fines in place if you contravene those regulations. Uh, there could be, absolutely, yeah. because at the end, it can uh, implicate the criminal law, penal code, and also the cyber law, and the cyber law has fairly um, uh, hefty fines. Now, it's, it's, a, it's a balance, right, and it's a fine balance, because obviously we all sort of live in the social media world today, and so if, uh, you know, it's not really realistic for the authorities to actually fine people uh, to the tune of half a million dirhams for using social media to, for example, you know, unintentionally make an offensive comment about some, someone. I mean, it's you can, not, not, not every one of these incidents can be uh, persecuted, but, um, or, or even should be, but um, it's, um, it's certainly an area perhaps that is, is uh, well regulated here, and uh, the authorities are always trying to find kind of what, what is the right balance? <laughs> you know, how do you kind of allow for this, but at the same time, don't let it run wild and to the point where people's lives are being ruined, which can also happen.
Uh, just a quick word on photography, Ludmilla, because you mentioned it there. I mean, aside from social media, there are lots of tourists who come over who are obviously keen amateur photographers, lots of very expensive cameras around, lots of very talented people. Uh, it's digital now, so no more sending off a 36 exposure roll of film and getting it back three weeks later after your holidays. Probably most people don't remember those times, but you and I, I guess, do. Um, but photography is something you have to be careful about. Indeed. So um, photography, you can you can take photos, obviously, of, of your friends and family and uh, uh, and photos of yourself. And but uh, you want to be judicial about who else is in your frame and uh, and also what you do with those photographs. Uh, so and, and where you photograph yourself. So, uh, for example, as I mentioned earlier, uh, airports, they, it's, there's no photography allowed at airports. So if you photograph yourself inside the airport or, you know, especially there are signs, don't photograph, you won't necessarily get into trouble every single time. But that is one example of a place that clearly, for example, disallows photography. Uh, or certain government uh, places, and this, by the way, is not is not is not unique to the UAE. It's common to, in other countries as well. Certain places, like government facilities, government buildings, establishments, and airports, are often off limits for photography. Uh, so even if it's just you yourself photographing yourself, you want to be cautious because not all places uh, are, are welcome that. Uh, then also, you definitely don't want to be uh, photographing local people walking around uh, or anybody else without their uh, without their knowledge uh, so that is generally is definitely will lend you in trouble and um, there is you know the, the law ultimately you know whenever we talk about criminal law there's always obviously a requirement of an intent as well so if you don't have an intent uh, to harm someone uh, you haven't really necessarily committed a crime, uh, but uh, it, it is a fine balance because you, if you're going around recklessly taking photos of, uh, of other people and then posting them on social media, and then as a result, those people get into trouble or, or feel that their lives are being uh, you know, sort of breached, uh, you can see how it's, um, it, you know, it can be and justifiably perhaps uh, your sanctioned uh, behavior and, you know, including under the criminal code. Uh, so, Photography, you know, we we are very proud. We, but by, by we, I mean the UAE and Dubai in particular, is very proud of a lot of the the sites here and the scenes and the the landmarks. And so, the photography obviously is is encouraged in that sense because it only allows this and helps this country to continue to convey this image of uh, being very uh, progressive, very sort of uh, state of the art in terms of architecture and um, creativity. But uh, you just you want to be careful of what you do with those images. You also don't want to be taking photos or uh, of, of any of those images and uh, combining them with visuals uh, or videos of others that may potentially be deemed as uh, defaming or insulting a place. Um, so that too, you want to be careful about. Going back to the airport thing, you mentioned it a couple of times, but I don't know, lots of people, you know, when they go off on holiday or, or arrive, uh, want to document the fact that they're going away or they just arrived somewhere. And it would be quite natural to take a selfie with Dubai in the background or something. But you, in theory, you can't do that if you're in the airport. Well, the airport does have signs, but no photography. I mean, let's say right. we still take photographs, but you know, the special places in, in the, around the airport in particular are more, uh, you know, more stringent about that particular rule. And that's around customs and immigration, um, passport control. You don't want to be <laughs> photographing yourself. 
uh, too openly. Uh, but, uh, you know, for example, there is air f f filming planes and airplanes and, and airports in the UE actually is against the law. Right. Believe it or not. Uh, many people don't know it. People go and do it. And but I'm just telling you that it is, in fact, against the, the law of just you. And, and there are some people actually doing it for a living and people have been um, found to have violated that law not unknowingly uh if you know i think they call them the plane spotters uh so they just go around the airports and they just take photographs but that technically speaking is is inappropriate inappropriate behavior in this country okay so content creators beware don't film yourself going through passport control getting your visa stamped um while we're on content i guess what what's okay and what isn't because um we're all content creators in one way or another. If you tweet, you are, if you use Instagram. Um, but what can you produce and what can you consume uh, while you're in the Emirates? Well, the general rule is, um, uh, it, you know, let's say with regards to news, you know, fake news here is actually not allowed. You know, it's, it's in, it can get you into trouble. So don't be spreading fake news. I mean, I guess fake news, the phrase itself seems self-explanatory. It should be inappropriate. Yes, it could be inappropriate in other countries, but it may not necessarily be punishable in other countries. Here it could be punishable right. if it's fake news. So you don't want to be spreading news. Uh, you also don't necessarily want to be sharing news that are perhaps uh, unvetted or uh, unconfirmed. Uh, that in particular news that may be, um, you may have some kind of detrimental uh, or reputational damage to the country. Uh, so, um, you know, or in, or in particular that could be damaging the state security. Uh, so that certainly is an area you don't want to go into. So anything related to news, you just, you want to kind of stick to uh, the more known uh, media sources, at least with regards to sharing and, tr and, and kind of... Uh, sort of commenting on those kinds of news as far as within the UAE is concerned. Uh, then there are certain sites that are blocked in the UAE and uh, so you don't necessarily want to, VPN per se is not illegal to use VPN, but if you're using VPN to um, to violate certain laws, that would become illegal. So for example, if you want to take your streaming, if you're using VPN to, to try to get streaming content, that otherwise you would have to pay for, I mean, that would be illegal because you're basically breaching either copyright laws or licensing laws of uh, either in the UAE or of a foreign jurisdiction or both. Uh, so, or if you're trying to uh, access sites through VPN that are illegal in the UAE, for example, gambling. Uh, and obviously pornography, so that would be that would be criminal. Uh, so VPN per se is not legal, but if you're using it to uh, to um, uh, break the laws, then obviously it would be. Uh, and then communications, the very channels of communication is you. Know, we have WhatsApp here. We have. Um, yeah, so all sorts of social media, but there are certain limitations. For example, there is uh, the WhatsApp calls and videos are, uh, are not uh, um, openly available, though during the expo, the um, uh, there's been some statements that at least around the expo, the WhatsApp calls will be allowed. Uh, and then also like even uh, FaceTime is sort of, is, is more controlled here and it's not easily allowed or available. Uh, so, and same with Skype, the business Skype accounts are allowed, but a lot of, a lot of these uh, communication channels uh, have limitations to them. Uh, communication channels that have either audio uh, uh, or video or both uh, elements to them, they, they do tend to be highly regulated here. And so, um, 
you just it's it's important to know that because people come to the UE and even to this day so many of our clients or people try to call us on on FaceTime or a video call on FaceTime and or, or WhatsApp uh, because that's how they communicate in other countries but in the UAE, these channels of communication are still regulated. And uh, we'll see if Expo uh, will have an impact on this. Uh, and somehow some of these channels will become more flexible or regulations will become more flexible. Uh, but that's just an area that's that's uh, important to kind of keep in mind that uh, as uh, perhaps as open, as liberal as uh, these channels of communication may be in other countries, they may not necessarily be so here. So using a virtual private network, uh, a VPN isn't illegal, but you it really depends what you're using it to do. So it's, it's, that's an important distinction to make because uh, it's something that I think a lot of people don't uh, really consider. Um, Article 356 of the UAE Penal Code means nothing to most people, I suppose, unless you have incredible legal recall uh, and memory. It means something to you. And it's important because... It affects people uh, and their relationships uh, under the law here in the UAE because it considers cohabitation. And this has been a, I mean, in lots of ways, it's a groundbreaking change recently in, 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 in approach. Indeed. And this is also part of uh, a very an integral part of uh, the discussion of UAE culture and norms, because um, uh, until recently, it wasn't just culturally unaccepted, but it was legally uh, in, in a, uh, improper um, to, for example, for unmarried couples to live together, uh, or even for uh, for friends of of uh, opposite of different sexes to live together. Uh, so, um, and this all, and it wasn't that the UAE had a specific law prohibiting, for example, unmarried couples from living together or from a bunch of friends living together, sharing accommodation of, you know, of uh, you know, both men and, and, and women in the same place. It wasn't, there was never a law prohibiting uh, those kinds of uh, behavior, but um, there was a law, as you said, Article 356 of the UAE Penal Code, which penalized what was called assault on honor. Uh, indecent behavior or assault on honor, even if consensual. So cohabitation as as a sort of ubiquitous term that became kind of known for people living together, uh, that was um, um, technically speaking, I, it was if it were um, penalized, it'd be, it would have uh, it was in the past penalized under Article three fifty six. Similarly, friends sharing um, a house together, if they were you know, from different sexes, then they also were breaking the law, and it would be that particular article. And from that, obviously, stems all sorts of other relationships. If you have um, you know, adultery or you know, any of unmarried people having affairs, it was all penalized under that article. And any, you know, any obviously, births um, that would stem from, from these kinds of what was called illicit relationships. Uh, so that uh, has now, and in, and now in particular, it applied to a lot of tourists coming, and, and cases had been heard and shared on uh, in, on the news over the last many years. Uh, for example, unmarried couple coming to the UAE and staying in the, in the same hotel room, and uh, then somehow getting into trouble because they were living, they were staying together without a, you know without being married. 
so all those um, incidents that we have heard in the past were all would all fall under that Article 356. Well, as of 2020, last year, the, that particular law ha was changed, and that article has been sort of turned upside down, and it only now criminalizes in relevant terms rape. So there's no more this um, assault and honor, consensual assault and honor. So therefore, cohabitation is now not illegal because there's no more law to penalize that or for people to live together. Um, without you know for friends to live together it's it's not longer illegal and e equally so even um, um you know even uh, birth uh, birth uh, without or outside of marriage or without a marriage certificate are not illegal anymore because that particular article applied to those uh, incidents before too um so um, that's an important um, an important example of the uae becoming more flexible in terms of its interpretation. Now, we know for years people had been living together and not getting into trouble, but uh, if somebody wanted to get them into trouble, there was a law which they could rely on, and that law was enforced when it was um, being sort of claimed. Uh, so now that law is no more, and uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an example of sort of positive uh, development. And um, yeah, I'm sure it's it's a, a huge relief to a lot of particular tourists that are now coming to the UAE because they want to know why, you know, the many have seen or read news about tourists getting into trouble. And so that's an important question people ask today. And, and the short answer is that it's, you know, now they can come and visit the UAE without having to worry about uh, staying in the same place and not being married. Let me move on to alcohol, and, and I'll throw drugs in there as well as a, as a whole community of uh, topics, I guess. But alcohol, for years, I've been told by friends, I've gone home uh, to the UK, and uh, some people have said, oh, so you're living in Dubai? Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you get on? It's fine. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Oh, you can't drink there. And I always think, well, but you, you can. Uh, no, but you can't, is always the stark answer. I said, well, you, you can, but it is licensed. You need a license to buy alcohol. That has always been the case, um, is still the case, but it has relaxed recently. The UAE has amended criminal laws uh, on alcohol recently. Uh, if you don't mind running through those and also running through the laws on drugs and, and mind-altering substances, that's the phrase, isn't it? Those are still very strictly applied. Yeah, I mean, all three of these uh, categories being prescription drugs or medications and then drugs, drugs, and then alcohol kind of fall under the same umbrella, which are, yeah. at least by some accounts, could be considered as mind-altering substances. And so they are uh, quite um, uh, heavily regulated. And so starting with alcohol, perhaps is one of the, the, the more um, uh, interesting uh, topics to start with because it is you know it had always existed here i mean not always but had been part of the ue uh, life for many 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 years uh, and um different emirates kind of had different rules or application of it but there was there was a provision in the uae uh, penal code which is a federal law which applies across the emirates that basically alcohol is illegal unless you know unless you're non-muslim but even then, but there was in fact a phrase like that. Alcohol is against the law, it's illegal. Drinking alcohol is illegal unless you're non-Muslim. Uh, and in, even then was under certain conditions and, and sort of limitations. So that was the provision in the law. And, and uh, that's quite uh, specific or expressed 
uh, ultimately where it criminalized alcohol drinking and it criminalized for all the Muslims and then also and also for non-Muslims who if, even though they could legally potentially drink but if they didn't have like you said permits or um, licenses then they could also be considered to have uh, violated that particular provision so that law has also changed uh, fundamentally just last year where it's basically it says that now it says the opposite alcohol is not illegal and it does not differentiate between muslims and non-muslims and it just says alcohol is legal but so and it just and every emirate has is, uh, the right to uh, regulate uh, the specific kind of the sale and the, uh, the trading and distribution of alcohol so that law has fundamentally changed uh, for kind of a more flexible and, and open um, approach uh, so uh, and you know i guess reasonable minds can differ but uh, one interesting aspect for a lot of people here is that there is no more uh, express differentiation between muslims and non-muslims uh, so for the time being however it's still not every place can uh, sell alcohol uh, so there's still regulations in terms of who can trade alcohol in what places but let's say if you were found to have um, uh, to, to be drinking without a license uh, it's there's no more criminal law that would penalize you uh, so and you know by the way and uh, other emirates from as long as i remember had also had a lot more flexible uh, alcohol regulations than for example dubai so in other places, you could always buy alcohol without uh, without a license. Uh, so even within the, the country for many years, the kind of the application, the particular law was uh, was different. Uh, but so this is one area that has now been relaxed tremendously, and um, we will sort of, it remains to be seen how it will translate to just the kind of the the day to day life in terms of our restaurants and cafes, where we will see whether we'll see more. Uh, smaller places to be also kind of serving alcohol, whether it will still be for, for as the case is right now, at least in Dubai, restricted to, for example, only hotel uh, establishments or all those uh, establishments that are attached in one way or another to a hotel. Uh, so that's alcohol. And now with regards to prescription drugs, it's by the way, it's also an area that is um, highly regulated and needs to be uh, very sort of carefully thought through before uh, before or research if, if you plan to come to the UE and bring the medication because not all medications are allowed in the UE so a number of medications are specifically prohibited and certain medications require prescription if you travel and then other medications require not just prescriptions but also limitations in terms of how much you can bring and there are websites, uh, you know, government websites that uh, clearly list the different types of medications and, and requirements and regulations uh, uh, related to those medications. And that's basically whoever comes into the UAE should definitely visit those websites. And, and the lists are always changing. Uh, and that's why, um, you know, but the, the websites are there and they're accessible and they, people should study. Uh, so, for example, we've had questions about, you know, from people, but listen, I, you know, how about bringing HIV uh, medication to the UAE? And by the way, if you look at the list, the, you know, bringing in the HIV medication, again, there's different kinds of medications. Uh, certain medications can be brought in with the right uh, sort of prescriptions and such. Um, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting area. And uh, the list are quite lengthy, as you can imagine. Uh, so the list of medications, but... Um, and that's an area that needs to be clearly sort of researched if you plan to come here 
uh, and uh, you know bring your own prescription drugs. Uh, now, with regards to other types of drugs, in particular, you know, marijuana, including that is perhaps in some places considered a drug, in other places may not be considered a drug, but more you know, sort of recreational uh, substance uh, or medicinal substance. Um, so, but right now, drugs are still quite highly and, and strictly policed and regulated, and so. Um, uh, marijuana is illegal, so if you do bring any kind of marijuana, you uh, face ultimately deportation. Uh, so, and um, that's for now. The laws on, on on this particular subject remain to be fairly strict. Uh, so, for all those visitors who are planning to come, or even residents planning to come, just that's not one area of law that you want to experiment with. Uh, the UE is still pretty strict, and even if um, uh, there won't necessarily be a jail sentence. There, the law prescribes for one, but if there isn't, um, then um, you could, uh, you know, you would almost always be deported. I mean, a deportation is obviously is is for life. Uh, so the repercussions are pretty strict and severe. Uh, there's a couple of sections in your webinar. You've done a webinar on this recently, but I'd like to kind of lump. A few sections together now, if you would, because they are kind of related and interrelated, really. Um, the idea of protesting or publicly being critical, acting in an inappropriate way, insulting people, defaming people, or even being critical, I guess, of the country, all of those things are interlinked. And it's very, very difficult to nail this down. But as a general rule, as with uh, the point you made about drugs there earlier on, these are things you do not do. Yes. So, for example, what things things you do not do? You don't just go around like you protest and and then gather the troops to protest publicly, uh, or gather the troops within the office and do like an office strike. Or even sort of even kind of file petitions to go around and let's say, okay, we want to protest this and that, let's sign a petition. These things are still um, more on the do not do list. Uh, and even if there are no specific laws necessarily prohibiting them, um, the laws do, for example, prohibit any kind of behavior that may be damaging to public security or they may be destructive to. Um, um, kind of the, the surrounding, uh, the lifestyle. So let's say if you have a protest or an, a strike, you're obviously di perhaps uh, interfering with somebody's ability to get to work or to cross the street. So, uh, so I guess th th those that law exists, and and it could be, and in the past it has been um, interpreted fairly broadly. Uh, so as far as um, the, these kinds of uh, behavior, protests, office strikes, and petitions are concerned. The general rule is do not do. And so if you do come to the UAE and uh, you see certain things that may not please you, you just don't want to, uh, you just better just leave the country <laughs> and go back uh, than try to uh, influence that sort of change by gathering troops. Uh, similarly, anything to do with swearing and insulting, that's an important uh, area because uh, we know that uh, in, other, in other parts of the world, this is a, a kind of a, a normal, so-called not normal, but uh, a frequent behavior and not necessarily penalize when people, either they, they scream and shout and they swear at each other, be it on the streets or by phone or in the car and they, they'll, they'll show sort of inappropriate gestures and um, beyond these is, yeah, they just 
and they don't even think more about it, right? You have the road rage and you yeah. flip a finger, for example, and this is just, and this is, it's not necessarily appropriate, but it's certainly not criminal in other countries. Well, in the UAE, it is. And so this is one particular area that I'd like to draw attention because that can be, um, that can lead to all sorts of um, serious issues and does lead to issues. So any kind of insulting, uh, can be, um, and, you know, and is often prosecuted. Uh, and then that would include flipping people in the car. And, uh, we have cases like this coming to our door all the time or swearing at someone yelling by on the phone or, you know, in public. So as a general rule, whoever comes here, this is just one, you know, one, one place that you want to be very, very careful about. And, and, uh, you know, this is where the conservatism should flips the other way. You should be very conservative in the way you communicate your frustrations, your emotions. And that, by the way, includes also anything written. So even if you don't do it uh, orally, but you, let's say, write in WhatsApp correspondence or Facebook, if you, if there are any these defamatory uh, or insulting phrases or words, um, you are technically speaking, violating the UAE penal, uh, penal law and people can and often do uh, bring these cases to the police, which then become criminal. So that's the one area that you do not want to do. And, um, you know, and then the other sort of area of do not is just you don't want to criticize the country. So while you're here, so you don't want to do any kind of, and this is typical of, or perhaps expected of many other countries. For example, you don't uh, deface um, uh, the flag, right? Or, you know, or the, the UE currency. Uh, and uh, I mean, these these are also in in many other countries. These kind of gestures are also uh, uh, penalized, and so that is one thing. You just you, know, you don't walk around this country. You don't come to this country and criticize, for example, the rulers or the rule family, uh, the ru uh, ruling family, uh, or um, do anything that could be offensive to uh, to the, the culture uh, or you know, the the state or the state security of the country. Uh, so anything to do with you know, currency, flag, uh, and just the, the kind of the, the rulers and their families um, should just be an area that is uh, is is treated with respect. I mean, there's an element of having to be mindful, having to use common sense. That's a common theme that's running through this podcast, Ludmilla. But it's interesting to have specific kind of points. Uh, you know, made uh, crystal clear. I think one of the things you do have to be very mindful of is that the. Uh, religion, national religion is obviously Islam. It is, I guess, to lots of people, maybe a slightly more conservative religion than some others. Uh, that could be argued. But the point is, you do have to be aware and be respectful. Indeed. I mean, you definitely have to be aware and respectful of um, the religion of Islam. But also, importantly, the UAE is a very much of a welcoming country. And so the UAE now has laws that protect other religions as well. So it doesn't just, there is no basically, there are rules, specific rules against uh, no, no discrimination, against discrimination of other religions. Um, so it doesn't, Islam is the predominant culture here, but there is a specific law also that, that ensures protection and equal treatment of other religions. Um, so, um, and that's an important addition uh, to uh, the UAE's, I guess, recent legisl legislation, and that's uh, part of their 
you know, recently we had a year of tolerance. Uh, but so many, many other religions are not only welcomed here, but also protected. Uh, but um, uh, as a, and as a general rule, you just, whether it's Islam, whether it's a mosque or, you know, a church or a temple, uh, so you should not, you should always be respectful, irrespective of what culture you come from or religion, you should be respectful to any of these uh, holy sites um, and, and places. And just generally speaking, you don't insult religion, uh, any religion here, but certainly not Islam, because at the end of the day, the fundamental bedrock of this country still um, stems from Islam. Uh, and that, uh, you know, in particular comes into play during the month of Ramadan. Uh, and um, that's you know when this is the, the holy month in in the, in Islam and uh, and that's when there's no eating for example during or drinking during daylight and so there's no so there's no loud music to be played you have to be dressed more modestly and uh, so there is this one month a whole month out of the year that in, that you we need to be overly sensitive to um, uh, to Islam and uh, and the, the UAE sort of co uh, culture and norms. Uh, and um, and that's you know and then that the, the violations of during that month can be quite severely punished as well. Uh, so it's this is an important reminder and the highlight throughout this whole discussion is still we're still in the Middle East and this is still a Muslim world and Islam is the predominant religion and Islam uh, just as like any other religion the, is based on has its own values and principles which are. Uh, which are strictly regulated and enforced. And so people should just be mindful of that. As progressive as we are, uh, we still, the country still has its own, uh, its own kind of cultural and historical values and principles, which it holds dear and wants to continue to protect. Two more points I want to bring up with you, two more bullet points from your uh, original webinar. And this is an interesting one. UAE culture, uh, UAE norms, what we can do, what we can't do. Uh, what can we do and not do in terms of pets, the animals that we, I was going to say own. I'm never sure that that's the right word. I always think that cats own you, uh, but that's a different story. But what can you not do and what can you do when it comes to pets? Yeah, yeah, well, so pets is an interesting story, topic, exactly, because for a number of reasons. One is that the culture, historically, and it's not perhaps not so much driven from religion, though I might be wrong, is um, it's not very pet, uh, I don't want to say friendly, but they're not, you know, pets are not really part of uh, a, a kind of a welcoming... Is it as a, a mentality, I guess? Yes, and so and a lot of and it comes sometimes it comes from uh, some people say that you know they 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 think that animals are dirty or that they're afraid of animals, and so it's not a very we don't see so many pets kind of freely roaming around or having like pet parks, and um, so so it's it's changing, and some may find it's not fair, but uh, but there is still this kind of historical. Uh, expectation or belief that uh, pets in in this kind of culture are not as as openly uh, welcomed as they are in other countries, uh, and so but in their specific dogs uh, dog breeds, for example, that are expressly forbidden. Uh, from being brought into the country, and they tend to be more kind of aggressive dogs. Uh, so that's also important to uh, to know that if you are moving here, you you want to make sure that the breed that you're trying to bring, if you bring moving it with your dog, uh, or if you live here and you want to bring a particular breed into the country, that not all breeds are allowed. 
Uh, and then generally speaking, there's your pens must, must be vaccinated here. And that's, there's this massive push and, and it's required by law that pets are vaccinated. Um, so if you come into the country, you want to make sure your pets are vaccinated. If you, if you uh, find or adopt a pet, you need to have them vaccinated, kind of registered. Uh, and um, and you just want you also want to be mindful that your pets are not uh, allowed in a lot of places. So, for example, on the beach, you cannot just take your dog on the beach and let them run around. In a lot of communities, also pets are not allowed. Uh, so it's uh, you know it's it's not. Uh, I mean, we see pets, but technically speaking, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, places are, are not really welcoming of pets. And I'll tell you that one more thing that there's also, for example, in Dubai, there is a, a circular from the Dubai municipality that ultimately discourages people from feeding stray animals and birds. And that's in the interest of public safety. Uh, so anything to do with pets and in particular, you know, even stray pets, it's not so easy to just take a pet home. You want to make sure that they're properly vaccinated and registered and such. And uh, feeding stray animals is is not uh, a practice that you want to be doing uh, too uh, too openly, though people do it. But I'm telling you, there is a decree in particular the, in Dubai, a municipality decree that uh, that disallows that behavior. So uh, anything related related to pets um, is just an area that also needs to be closely uh, sort of researched uh, before you either try to bring a pet or try to adopt too many pets or or feed too many stray pets. That's interesting because, I mean, the community that I live in, there are lots of uh, pathways and a reasonable number of pet owners, and there are bins specifically for dog waste. So you would clean up after your dog and use those bins. It has changed slightly, and it's not that pets are not welcomed. It's just, once again, something that I guess the authorities want to keep under control, particularly when it comes to uh, the stray populations. For sure. And you can see you can see um, the public reasons for it, public health and safety reasons for it, because if we do have too many stray animals in certain kinds of places, first of all, people are you know, a lot of people are afraid of animals. So and uh, and as I said, there's a lot of culture, a lot of people are not not used to having animals around them. And so when they're especially communities with small kids, a lot of families don't feel comfortable with animals, period, especially with stray animals. And so obviously, and that's that's this, the uh, Dubai municipality circular uh, puts a lot of emphasis on you know, sort of the feeding stray animals. In fact, uh, obviously encourages more stray animals to come forward and, and to have sort of uh, yeah. to grow in population. And that ultimately can exacerbate the problem. So um uh, it's uh, it, there is you know, there is the reality, and then there is the basically the law. So the reality is that we see a lot of stray animals, and we see people feeding and birds, including by the way, the circular refers to birds as well. But um, uh, technically speaking, it's uh, this is a behavior that's not uh, that's not uh, encouraged. Put it softly. Okay. Uh, final point uh, in your and this is this is something that I guess might take people by surprise. Uh, your final. Uh, bullet point, if you like, is that of donations, of fundraising, giving to charity. And this is an area you have to approach with, I'm not going to say concern, but this is something that is, once again, strictly regulated. Yeah, so anything to do with basically raising funds is, is ultimately raising funds. Is, it's a form of charity. It's a form of uh, like nonprofit kind of activity, right? Uh, so um, 
and these anything to do with a nonprofit and charities is an area that's strictly regulated in the UAE. And to do it legally, you need to seek approvals and permissions and licenses, uh, which are not easy to obtain. In short. Uh, so, and uh, without basically any kind of raising of funds, without uh, those permits in place, technically speaking, is illegal. Now, and that is, as you said, make uh, catch a lot of people by surprise, but that would include any kind of raising of funds, which is, you know, some examples are like the ice bucket challenge, which I'm, not, I'm sure a lot of people have seen and participated. Mm. Uh, and any kind of like, and the GoFundMe, for example, uh, efforts and initiatives and any kind of other fundraisings that are that are always and uh, kind of shared on various social media platforms and and people from sort of you know goodness of their hearts join the cause and and donate and such but uh, it's important to know that technically speaking doing so is uh, is is illegal unless you have a proper license and it's not easy to get a proper license so the um to the, the I guess <laughs> not to beat around the bush the better yeah, the better choice is just not to participate in those and similar so that would also apply to for example not encouraging others so, and as we know whenever you get one of these you know, GoFundMe sort of requests we the tendency is let's let's distribute dis disseminate this information to others so that more people would fund well technically speaking that too is improper uh, so any anything any efforts related to charity and um, non-profit uh, initiatives uh, should just um, should only be done under the proper kind of umbrella and uh, with entities and establishments that are properly licensed that's another episode of logical it is it is ludmilla a huge topic and i just hope we manage to at least scratch the surface when it comes to the do's and don'ts of living here in the uae as always our legal expert on logical ludmilla yamalova she is the managing partner here at yamalova and pleska in dubai and a huge thank you Thank you so much, Tim, as always. You can find us at LY Law on social media. You'll find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, wherever there is social media. And we've also now got an easy-to-search library of hundreds of podcasts on all manner of legal issues here in the UAE and all free to listen to and download as well. To have your legal question answered in a future episode of Logical, or if you'd like a consultation with a qualified UAE-experienced legal professional, click contact at lylawyers.com.